the one who encourages your spirit, the one who provides counsel for your journey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank God for this pastor, this pastor and his unrelenting pursuit of the will, will of God. Thank God for this pastor and his unquestionable character in a day of charlatan pastors and pretending preachers. Thank God for this pastor and his faithful family who walk this calling with him, encouraging him and helping to make this a meaningful and impactful ministry. But perhaps more than all of these, you ought to thank God for this pastor and his zeal for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. For there is an urgency for gospel preaching. If we ever needed gospel preaching before, we need it now. When we look at the state of affairs in the world, we need gospel preaching. When we see the rise of domestic terrorism by hate groups who hide behind the gods of patriotism. Evangelical pulpits remain silent about the sin of racism and become co-conspirators in the plot to reverse hard-worn civil rights. We need gospel preaching. When our elected leaders claim to be pro-life because they protect life in the womb but do not have the temerity to put in place common sense gun laws to protect the lives of children in our classrooms, we need gospel preaching. Gospel preaching that highlights the hypocrisy. Gospel preaching that calls out systemic attacks upon human flourishing, gospel preaching that points out the inconsistencies of policies and the people who write them, gospel preaching that confronts evil and raises a standard against everything that is ungodly, unholy, and unrighteous. When Paul says, woe be unto me if I preach not the gospel, it is an acknowledgement that there are consequences for not preaching the gospel. There are repercussions if we don't preach the gospel. There are negative ramifications if we don't preach the gospel. And all of them are not personal, my brothers and sisters. If we don't preach the gospel, darkness goes unchallenged and danger goes unchecked. If we don't preach the gospel, wickedness sprouts and unrighteousness flourishes. If we don't preach the gospel, sin is endorsed, selfishness is embraced, and silliness gets elected. If we don't preach the gospel, Extreme sentiments become mainstream discourse. If we don't preach the gospel, man is left to his basest desires, his lowest imaginations, and his most evil intentions. So I've come to Charlotte and stopped by St. Paul this morning to encourage my brother, my friend, this gospel preacher, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ has something to say to all of life. Oh, I know. I know, I know, 
I know, I know there are some Christians who like to box the gospel up and make it only about the redemption of one's spirit and the salvation of one's soul. But the gospel of Jesus Christ does not situate itself exclusively in the matters of eternal life. The gospel of Jesus Christ has broad implications and far-reaching applications that impact day-to-day operations. I need to say that again. Say it again, Buckley. The gospel of Jesus Christ has broad implications and far-reaching applications that impact day-to-day operations. In other words, when the gospel is fully preached, it has something to say about the condition of my soul, but also the condition of my society. When the gospel is preached, it has something to say about the well-being of my spirit and the well-being of the spaces that I occupy. The gospel has something to say about the condition of my heart and the condition of the houses on the street that I live on. It has something to say about the state of my mind and the state of Mississippi, the state of North Carolina, the state of Florida, Georgia, Texas, the state. Of things around us. And if we ever needed gospel preaching before, there's an urgency for it now. An urgency for the good news of Jesus Christ. An urgency for the light of the gospel in a dark world. An urgency for the word of truth in confusing and confounding contexts. An urgency. The euangelion, good tidings that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that his son said we ought to love our neighbors as ourselves. This gospel, Paul says, has been laid upon me and woe be unto me if I don't preach. Now understand that the necessity of Paul preaching the gospel was not for the sake of him making a living. Let me let let that saturate for a minute. Paul was not preaching for the sake of making a living. The urgency of preaching was not because Paul was watching time pass and, and his career options pass him by. The urgency of preaching was not due to a lack of skill sets or to, no, no, to put food on the table. Paul had options to keep a roof over his head. Paul had options. Paul could have made a living making tents, but tent making was not going to provide shelter for his spirit. As a Hebrew of the Hebrews, he could have been a teacher of Jewish history, but teaching would not have saturated the soil of his heart. As a Pharisee, he could have 